Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I'm your host, Chip Hazard. I'm your host, Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. And welcome to another edition of Something About Sports, ladies and gentlemen. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are continuing with the theme of WrestleMania. Now, as many of you know, last week we had discussed the top 10 most controversial moments in WrestleMania history. But now we're going to look toward a little bit more of the, the fun stuff, a little bit more of the more respectable stuff, the stuff that we love which is our personal favorite matches that ever took place in the world of professional wrestling, especially at WrestleMania. However, Chip, there's a list that goes along with this conversation if you want to let the fine folks know what this list is. Uh, yeah, well, scouring the internet, uh, we came across a list uh, from Bleacher Report, and it's it's ranking the top 25 greatest matches in WrestleMania history. And this is from WrestleMania 1 through 35. Uh, they do not include 36 in this because uh, this article was written um, March 26, 2020. So um, right right before uh, the coronavirus pandemic hit and forced WrestleMania to do uh, a two-night April 4th and April 5th in a fanless performance center. Uh, so <clears throat> the list uh, and, and We'll just I'll run run through it real quick. Um, so from starting with twenty five and going to one, uh, twenty five was The Rock versus John Cena at WrestleMania twenty eight. Uh, twenty four was The Rock versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania X eight, also known as WrestleMania eighteen. Um, twenty three on the list is Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle from WrestleMania twenty. Twenty two on the list is the Iron Man match. Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12. 21 is John Cena versus Undertaker from WrestleMania 23. 20 is Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton versus Batista at WrestleMania 30. 19 is Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 19. 18 is The Undertaker versus CM Punk at WrestleMania 29. 17 is Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan from WrestleMania 35. 16 is Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho from WrestleMania 19. 15 is the Money in the Bank ladder match from WrestleMania 21. 14 is Mick Foley versus Edge from WrestleMania 22. 13 is the Ultimate Warrior versus the Macho King Randy Savage from WrestleMania 7. Number 12 is The Rock versus Steve Austin from WrestleMania X7, also known as 17. Number 11 is Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair from WrestleMania 24. And now into the top 10, we have Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker in the career versus streak match from WrestleMania 26. We have at 9, The Undertaker versus Triple H from WrestleMania 28. That was dubbed the end of an era match. Yep. Number eight, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle from WrestleMania 21. Number seven, the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys versus Edge and Christian from WrestleMania X7. This was the second TLC match. Number six, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon from WrestleMania 10. That was the latter match. Number five, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart from WrestleMania 10. Number four, 
Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus the Macho Man Randy Savage from WrestleMania 3. Number 3, Chris Benoit versus Shawn Michaels versus Triple H from WrestleMania 20. Number 2, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker from WrestleMania 25. And what they have dubbed the greatest WrestleMania match in history, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin from WrestleMania 13. Um, what what are, what are your guys' comments uh, about that list as it stands? Agree Roger, you go ahead. Uh, I mean, definitely uh, a lot of people know I do not like Ultimate Warrior. His matches are not matches at all. They're horrible squashes. Um, and I hate them to begin with. I don't think the Macho Man and his match should even be on there. Macho Man dropped five elbows on him. He kicks out, hit Macho Man with a couple of shoulder blocks, and then wins the match. Get out of here. Would you say? Uh, would you? Would you say Warriors match with Hogan was a better match? Uh, Probably you know, the best match Hogan ever did. Then again, I know you're not a fan of Hogan either, but definitely not the best match he ever did. His best stuff was in Japan. We, we talking Hogan or Warrior? Hogan. Hogan. Oh, no, I wasn't talking about Hogan. I was talking about. Do you think this was the Warriors' best match he ever had? Oh, because oh. you said the Hogan's best match. Yeah, ever no, had. no, 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 no. Hogan's best match was yeah. Hogan's best stuff was always in Japan. But yeah, um, no. We all know that Ultimate Warrior's best matches was against Papa Shango. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, all right. I'm, I'm I mean, probably laughed. his probably. Right. I said I'm you, glad you thought it was laughed. a real thing. <laughs> no. Uh, no. His, his best match probably is against Hogan, but it's not saying much. Right. I mean, they, they what six moves total together? Probably. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'm not really happy about on this list is the the once in a lifetime Cena Rock Part One. Uh, I mean, it was a good match. The Rock was still sloppy. You could tell he he messed up a lot of spots. Cena carried him through some things, but The Rock winning it just to build up for literally another year of the same thing to have Cena win it like. They should have just had him win it to begin with. Right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it just... That one I didn't I didn't really like either. I, I wouldn't put that on the list either. Uh, I'd obviously put A-Girl and Kurt Angle a lot higher. Yes. Definitely in the top 10 for sure. Maybe top 5 overall. Um, I, I think Kurt Angle's had better matches at WrestleMania. I mean, I love the match that he had with Eddie Guerrero, but... I think the match he had with Ben Watt seventeen would have been should have made the list. Honestly, yeah. that match was well, so you, fucking you incredible. You can't put that man on the list too much because then people start thinking something. Say that. Say that one more time. You can't put that man on the list too many times because people start thinking something. Listen, I mean, was he a piece of shit human being in real life because of what he did? You know what? That's he. He got murdered. Well, here's the thing. I wasn't there. I wasn't in the house. I don't know what happened. I can only speculate, and you know. Does it take away who he was as a human being? Absolutely. But does it take away from who he was as a professional wrestler? And his work can't be, as much as you may have hate the person, that his work can't be erased. You know, like he, you know, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you love him or hate him, he did win the World Heavyweight Championship against Shawn Michaels and Triple H at WrestleMania. You can't erase that moment. You know, you can block it. You can't erase it from, you know, because that's, that's, that that ending shot of WrestleMania 20 with both of them holding the titles up at the same time, like chills, you know, like that's, that's what people work their ass off for, you know, that moment. 
Um, and that match in and of itself, like I would definitely put that match in my top three. That match was just so incredible. The story that they did leading up to it was just as incredible, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think Angle's best Mania match was probably the Shawn Michaels one. You don't think? Well, wow, gee, you could probably make it. You could probably do a top ten on just Kurt Angle matches. Jesus Christ! I mean, you can because he's that amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't appreciate how do, good he was. Like, yeah. you could definitely do a top ten Shawn Michaels WrestleMania matches. Yeah, you could probably do a top twenty Shawn Michaels. <laughs> right? Did he had twenty WrestleMania I matches. I don't think he did. Yeah, no, I don't think he did either. Well, he had two against Taker, Angle, uh, Jericho. Jericho. Which the match with him and Jericho is not on this list. I found that very odd because that was one of the best matches of that mania. Is it not? No. Nah, Jericho versus Sean at tw- at, uh, at, uh, at 19? Ni- 19 wasn't wasn't on the list. Yeah, it is. Number 16. Sean versus Chris Jericho. X1X. Yeah. Oh, shit. I must have missed it then. My fault. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was on the list. <laughs> I don't have the list in front of me. I was just listening. I was I, I missed uh, I, I probably didn't hear it then. My apologies. You're good. You're good. Um... Let me find this list so I don't. It's in the groups. It's in the group chat, so I'll just find it. Oh, yeah. It's far in there. No, oh, shit. Resend it for <laughs> me if you don't mind. Yeah, gotcha. um, that way I can have yeah. a look. Especially <laughs> yeah. um, unprofessional, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we're always the unprofessionalist. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? Um, I don't know. There's probably be a couple that I would move around and add some here or there. Um, one thing that I really noticed about this list is yeah. no Shawn Michaels matches. only had 17. Yeah, no women's matches. Uh, but Shawn Michaels only had 17 WrestleMania matches. And his record okay. stands at six wins, 11 losses. Really? He's missed a WrestleMania. Yeah, he has a horrible WrestleMania wow. record. That's crazy. So his last win was Ric Flair? His last win was against Ric Flair? Ric Flair. Yep. So he's beaten Ric Flair. He's beaten Bret Hart. He's beaten Mr. McMahon. He's beaten no, no, Kurt Angle. No, Kurt Angle beat him. Uh, damn, who else? Who else did he, did he win against? Uh, Bret Hart. Shit, I'm gonna have to go have to go through and look at this shit all over again. Yeah, I, I really don't know off the top of my head who he's all beat, but uh, um. So to me, I had a couple of women's matches on the list. Um, I know people all remember a certain thing about this match, but Mickey James versus Trish Stratus would definitely be on this list. Oh yeah. Overall, that was a solid match, and the 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 gimmick around it, the, the whole storyline build up was amazing, and Mickey James was so phenomenal in the whole thing. Uh, really appreciate that. Um, also the. Uh, Another one that I did not like the way it ended, um, but Charlotte versus Oscar at 34, I think deserves to be on this list because the top two women wrestlers in the world literally put on a like a 15, 20 minute like clinic. Right. <laughs> Their match was probably the second best on the card. Right. Um, do, you, do you feel like based off box office think? appeal, the Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte match would be up there? Or is that just for just... No. Okay. No. Get out, get, get I'm asking a question. I'm not trying to respect our business. I know. They, they oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna put a rocket on her and send her straight to the main event. Literally do the exact same thing you said you weren't gonna do. Right. 
Uh, but also, there's another triple threat women's match that was just as good, probably a little bit better, and obviously a little bit better. Sasha, Becky, Charlotte? Well, that one, but then there's another one, too, that a lot of people forget about, and it was from WrestleMania 19. It was Victoria versus Jazz versus Trish Stratus for the women's championship. You remember that match? Best one were... Yes, Jazz wins that one, doesn't she? No, no, the ch- uh, uh, Trish won that I one. I don't think so. Jazz won the... I think Jazz won... I think I think they battled, I think, at the WrestleMania before and... Well, I, before I, that, okay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it, um, it, it was the triple threat. Also, match. Roger, to... Go ahead, yeah. Chip. Also, Roger, to correct you, uh, Shawn Michaels' last WrestleMania match was not against Ric Flair. No, last win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his last one was against. Yeah, That's I know it's not his last one because he faced Undertaker after that. Yeah, so um, <laughs> we were talking about his his win loss record. So his his first few WrestleMania matches were as part of the Rockers. Uh, his first WrestleMania match was a loss at WrestleMania Five to the Twin Towers. WrestleMania Six, the same result. They lost to uh, Sato and Tanaka, uh, known really? as Orient Express. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, wow. Their first win as a team came at WrestleMania 7 when they defeated the Barbarian and Haku. Uh, they would then split the year, the, the following year. Uh, Shawn Michaels would then defeat the El Matador at WrestleMania 8 on his way to singles gold and was Intercontinental Champion when he faced Tatanka at uh, WrestleMania 9. Lost by countout, but kept the title keeping Tatanka's undefeated streak at the time intact. Uh, then he, uh, at WrestleMania 10, he lost to Razor Ramon. At WrestleMania 11, he faced Diesel and lost. Uh, WrestleMania 12 was the Iron Man match. That's what kind of solidified Shawn Michaels at that time. Uh, WrestleMania 13, he was not on the card. He wouldn't wrestle again at WrestleMania until 14 when he dropped the uh, strap to Steve Austin. Then he retired due to back injury. Came back. uh, His first Mania back was WrestleMania 19 uh, where he faced Chris Jericho and won. WrestleMania 20, which was the triple threat, we know he lost that one. Uh, he then would lose again at 21 to Kurt Angle. At 22, he beat uh, Mr. McMahon in a street fight. At uh, 23, he lost to Cena. At 24, he beat Ric Flair. 25 and 26 were both losses to The Undertaker. Yeah. Well, that's a long ass. That's a lot of WrestleManias. Which, is, which I guess is the reason why he was dubbed Mr. WrestleMania. Um, I mean, still didn't have more WrestleManias than the Undertaker. No, the Undertaker, yeah, I know. I mean, did he have more than Cena? Uh, more, win, no, more wins than Cena, or more matches than Cena? More matches. He had seventeen. Does Cena have? No, Cena had sixteen. Uh, I believe. Okay, he didn't have. See, Cena had. He had one at thirty. WrestleMania. WrestleMania 20 was his start. Yeah, yeah, WrestleMania 20 because that was when he 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 won the U.S. title from the Big Show. Then he 15, 20, huh? He has 15. 
Yeah, 15 wins. 10 wins, 5 losses. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, at 21, he beat J.B. Yale. 22, he beat Shawn Michaels. No, no, 22, he beat Triple H. 23, he beat Shawn Michaels. 24, he was in the match with Triple H and Orton. Orton won that one. 25, he beat Kane. In the, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the Big Show and uh, Edge. A triple threat match for the World Heavyweight Championship. 27, he was in the main event against The Miz. 28. Hold on, 20, hold on. You said 25 was Edge and Big Show. Okay, 26. 26, 26 was, was him against Batista. Yes. 20, Miz yeah. and 27 was him and The Miz. 28 was him and The Rock. 29 was him and The Rock. 30 was Bray <laughs> Wyatt. 21, I'm sorry, 31 was Rusev. 32, uh, he, was, he was at that WrestleMania, but he didn't wrestle it at that WrestleMania. 33, it was him and uh, Nikki versus The Miz and Maurice. Uh, Thirty-four, he did that thing with the Undertaker. Thirty-five, the he squash. did deal with yeah. Thirty-five, he basically he, he uh, did the Firefly Funhouse, which should be. No, I'm sorry, list. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Scratch that. No, you're right. Thirty-five, you're right. no, no. Thirty-five, he did the deal with uh, Elias, and then thirty-six, he did the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, but the thing with Elias wasn't a match. Yeah, but it was you know that's what I'm saying. Like it wasn't a it match. It was a segment. Yeah. yeah, it was a segment. Yeah. But yeah, I think the Firefly Funhouse should definitely be on this. Uh, list. Um, I think you said this was before they did this WrestleMania, uh, that Correct. WrestleMania anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that I, I like those cinematic matches from this from this past year. Twenty twenty cinematic matches were really great. Yeah, there were some oh, yeah. that weren't as good as others. Um, there's some good and there's some bad. Um, I mean, what bad ones were there? Uh. I mean, the money in the bank is great. I mean, yeah, them showing that landing pad, but it doesn't take away from how good the match was. If we're ranking, right. well, I mean, if we're ranking all of them, like in the eight, the eighteen matches that that the eighteen cinematic matches between WWE, TNA. No, we don't uh, count no, the other ones. No, so, just, okay, so we're, we're only counting. We're only counting the WWE cinematic. I matches. think the worst one was the the swamp, swamp match, match between yeah. Bray, yeah, but that one was to build a longer story for for Braun's turn. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and Alexa Bliss's turn too. Yeah, yeah. that was that's probably the, some of the best stuff going on right now with between Orin Bliss and Bray right now. Right, oh, I think so for sure, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, like like I said, I wouldn't put The Rock and Cena on here. Um, I'd put probably to be honest, I'd probably put um, uh, Mickey James and Trish at that spot. Maybe well, yeah, I'd have him on top top twenty five for sure. Um, I definitely destroyed Warrior and. Brandy, um, Macho Man Randy Savage's match off the list completely, um, and put on uh, Oscar and Charlotte. Um, not not exactly at number thirteen. I'd be moving stuff around, but those are ones. And also the Firefly Funhouse. Um, I like that one more than the Boneyard match. Most people like the Boneyard match more. I, I like the Boneyard match because it was a little bit more gritty than the uh the firefly I mean, funhouse but the firefly funhouse was more like a comedy mixed in with a horror movie with which it was, was a story it was literally just all psych, psychological yeah, story more like psychological horror as opposed to um the the the, the boneyard yeah. match reminded me more of like an old west like a modern day western only without all the you know fucking supernatural stuff yeah like for me <laughs> it was like like it was more like it was the undertaker's legit final you know match you know and 
you know, I thought if you, if like, you watch the, the the last ride documentary, he said, you know, if you're going to go out, if you're going to if you're going to have one last match, ain't, ain't no better person to do it with than AJ Styles. So, I think had I think had had there been an actual match match because I think that was where they were going with it. I think had it been an actual match match, I'm not saying the match wouldn't be good. I think it would have been amazing. Um, I do feel like. See, I don't think it would have been amazing. The if match they, match? Yeah, if they would have done no, just so. a, a match match. I, I, I think so. at this point, you know, the, the best match that Taker could have had was the Boneyard match. Right. I, I think I'm not saying it would have been. I'm just saying, you know, it, it could have been. I think the only something. way that you're going to. I think the only way to get great matches out of the Undertaker now is to do cinematic because his body yeah. just can't do it no more. Yeah. Him even a rest between takes or, you know, redo something and you edit the best match out of it. I mean, it's nothing against Undertaker, obviously, but his his body can't do it. He knows he can't do it anymore. And that was probably the best choice for his last match to do yeah. it like that. I mean, yeah, and it was a great I mean, and it was great storytelling in the in the same sense, you know. Oh, it really was. To where I mean, to where the, the the Firefly Funhouse match and, and I I thought the Firefly Funhouse match was great. I feel like that was more like what we talked about a second ago. Like it's more psychological horror where it's like John Cena going through his history almost. So it was kind of like a retrospective of Cena's career intertwined with the rising of this new character of Bray Wyatt at the same time, bringing everything full circle with Bray Wyatt being the, uh, the Cajun cult leader gimmick going to bringing up the whole WrestleMania 30 deal where Cena, you know, which a lot of people believe that Cena pulled politics, but I don't think that was a thing with Cena pulling politics. I think it was just, this is what Vince wants, you know? My thing is people can say Cena pulls politics, but he's put over so many people. Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, the only time I think he ever pulled the politics was really the Nexus. I think that's the only time I really can think of him doing that. And he's actually, it came out and admitted that it was, it was, it was a stupid decision for him to, to do that. You know, he's from yeah. admit that he regrets that. That and that and the Alex Riley burial, I think, yes. were the two. I don't see. I don't even know what that whole thing was about. I just know. I just. I don't, they, I don't even know what the situation between him and Alex Riley was. Uh, I mean, Alex Riley was a bigger version of him, pretty much. <laughs> he was taller. I mean, no, but to be honest, Alex Riley was taller. He was pretty much had the same body shape. Like he's just cut up like him. Yeah. He actually was a good worker. That's why I think it was hilarious when uh, Kevin Steen, um, now Kevin Owens, moved over NXT. He had that feud with Alex Riley, and they actually had two really good matches. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Um, but that's when NXT was putting everybody on the spot, which was great. But no, um, the whole thing is that, you know, Alex Riley was the Miz's protege, did a little thing with Cena, and they interfered, and he had the turn on Miz to become a baby. And John Cena's like, well, I don't think he has, has what it takes. Um, Vince and then Vince is like oh okay and pretty much just screwed that over because I think he was since Riley got put right up there with him in the main event it was younger more cut up I mean might have been a little nervous right okay yeah I never understood what the uh, dynamic was behind the whole burial but then again I, I think, mean obviously yeah. putting him back in NXT which then and he never he never made it back to the main roster after that so you know, no, he became he became a commentator for the most part. Yeah, yeah. But when he had those matches against Owens, I mean, they were good matches. They were I really like that build up. Um, but b- back to the list. Uh, 
I would also take um, the Undertaker, not the Undertaker, the Ultimate Warrior and uh, Randy Savage match all in its <laughs> place. In its place, I, I would put the uh, the uh, hair versus title match from WrestleMania 20 where you had Victoria versus Molly Holly. Molly Holly. I Molly that, Holly. Gosh. Yes, I thought that match was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was a shorter match, yes, but... I, I thought it was amazing the storytelling behind it, uh, and everybody just knew that Molly was going to win the strap, and then she didn't, and they they shaved her head like legit. Yeah, yeah. And it, nobody saw that coming. Like, yeah, they're not going to make you know this this woman's not going to shave her head. Yeah, and it was almost but, a surprise because like like kudos to her because a lot, I think I think a lot of the other girls in the company were like. Cause who all like who else in the company was at? It was, I mean, there was Trish, there was Stacy Keebler, there was Tori Wilson, there was Ooh, Sable, Lita. Jackie Gata. Like, do you think any of those girls would be willing to say, "Sure, I'll shave my head"? No, but Molly Holly was like, "I'll do it," you know. And well, the thing is, she brought it up just so she could have a match at Mania. Yep. Yeah. She she's the one that brought up the idea because they were going to have a. They don't. They weren't have a women's match at all in that menu, were they? I don't think so. Wait, no, that's no. what twenty. Yeah. No, because the only time, the only thing was Trish interfering with uh, Jericho's match, wasn't it? And that was eight. And there's another match that should be a little bit that should be on a list. Christian versus uh, Chris Jericho was a damn good match. It was a really good match, but I feel like if they wouldn't have the woman angle in it, I think it would have been better. Yeah, because um, they had to have her interfere the match. They had to have her in it, like, and she would have just been outside. It'd been fine, but to have her just like her having to be a part of it takes away. Because no, I'm sorry, they had um there was a, uh, a another match, another women's match on the card. It was uh, Tori Wilson and Sable versus uh, no no Jackie a and Stacy Keebler. I. I'm just saying this was on the card <laughs> and it involved the women uh in the ring. Um the pillow it was fight the, match. The Playboy, Playboy pillow fight match. match. Yeah. Yeah, but I I I want a woman's match. See, that's the issue. Like, I know I'm weird. I'm one of the few guys that actually want women to wrestle. Huh, how dare I want to see women wrestle? Oh my god, like, how progressive and liberal of you. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> like in my youth, yeah, that was cool and everything, but like I look back on it, I'm like, ugh, I'm disgusted with myself. Like, oh yeah, there was so much talent that was literally not getting used just for a match like that to go on. Like right. the fact that that was the quote unquote the planned women's match, as opposed to just like a thrown together one. While the thrown together one was Molly Holly and Victoria, like, ugh. Yeah, the fact that you wouldn't even put your fucking women's champion on the fucking WrestleMania card, you'd rather do like a Playboy evening gown match. Like, really? I mean. But I mean, hey, they were edgy, you know. They were still appealing to that edge instead of actually having women wrestle. How dare they? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think a lot of like, could you imagine? Like, I mean, they're like, I think that they've they. A lot of people was like, well, the women's revolution was really, you know, the beginning of, you know. I heard somebody say this. They were like, you know, when the Bellas and Natalia. I'm like, do you watch NXT? Like, I mean, have you seen the shit that they were doing in NXT at the time? Well, technically, the women's revolution, if you want to be real about it, was Lita and Trish main event in a Raw. Yeah. 
but that but yeah but that happened but then what spurred from it you know that's what we I'm had saying. to leave us <laughs> right but i'm just saying i mean that's what spurred from it but i'm saying i mean like women being featured main eventing pay-per-views and you know having the championship mean just as much like you really think i mean and because we can go on the lineage line i mean there have been great women performers like eve torres and fucking uh you say eve torres i think she was good i don't think she was god horrible like fucking stacy keebler or kelly kelly but i think that she, wasn't, she, was, she wasn't horrible but she she she's good yeah i'll give you good michelle mccool i thought she was i thought she was she i was think good. she was the best of the bunch except for maybe beth, felix, beth phoenix well it goes Ooh. beth phoenix michelle mccool natalia around that 2000 yo you ever put 2011 michelle mccool over natalia say what now you put michelle mccool over natalia <sighs> wrestling wise like Technically, no. Gimmick-wise, I think her gimmick was made more as like a bad guy, like Mean Girl type character. I thought that. You also, yeah, but you got to remember at that point, the the hatred of the heart was so hard that Vince literally gave Natalia a farting gimmick. Oh yes. god, yeah, I forgot about that whole deal. That was sad. Yeah, yeah, and she still made it work. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 how you, that's how you know you're really good when you can make a farting gimmick work. But then Gosh, they take, so... but then they take these kick-ass women wrestlers that are in Ohio Valley, and then once they bring up, once they get brought up to the main roster, they're given dumb gimmicks. You know, Jillian Hall was a damn good wrestler at OVW, and then she got, she did, and then they gave her this fucking singing gimmick. And I mean, uh, get her. No, first they brought her in with the yeah, the JBL. Yeah, that's what they brought her in for uh, the deal with the JBL, right? Which it got eaten off her face. Didn't it? <laughs> yeah, by uh, the boogeyman. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the boogeyman. Uh, oh yeah, that right. man. Let's talk about his match. Sixty years old. <laughs> let's talk about his match with Booker T. Uh, I'm just kidding. Let's not. Match? No, let's not. <laughs> that squash match. Yeah. Man. Poor Booker. Poor Booker. Nothing. That man was a champion still. <laughs> Say what now? They gave that man the belt. No, he wasn't champion at the time. No, but they gave him the belt after. Well, almost after that. No, I think it was. No, it was. Was it after what, that or was it before that? Wasn't that before his King Booker run? No, he was King Booker when it No, happened. he was King Booker, yeah, yeah. So he didn't have the he already had the belt. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he already lost it. Yeah. That was two thousand six, yeah. Yeah. Oof. He lost it to Triple H that no no no, not Triple H. Yeah, yeah, he lost it to Triple H at uh that SummerSlam, I wanna say. Well he wrestled Triple H at that SummerSlam. I w I can't remember who I thought he lost it to Batista. Yeah, it was Batista, yeah, it was. I know the main um, event for twenty two was Rey Mysterio, uh, Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle, and uh, Randy Orton. That's very underrated as a match. I don't like it at all. The only reason why Rey Mysterio was there is because he was Eddie Girl's best friend. Oh, wow, we, I th- did we lose talent on that one? No, I was <laughs> I, I was waiting on somebody else to say something. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? You're not uh, wrong, but that doesn't take away it, from the quality of the match. I mean, it was a decent match, but Rey Mysterio definitely should not have been the guy to win that Rumble. That match should have just been Kurt Angle versus Randy Orton. I mean, I, I'll agree <laughs> with that, uh, but I don't think Talon's going to agree. Uh it, Ray Mysterio is one of his favorite wrestlers of all time. He it, he is so he is. Eddie, if I'm, it wasn't for Ray Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, I probably wouldn't be a wrestler. Like I understand that, but the only reason 
they literally gave him that push just because of Eddie Guerrero, and which is sad. They used that to push the guy. Yeah. Like he wouldn't have gotten the opportunity otherwise. You got a point. Yeah. You got a point, and yeah, I, I agree with you. Have. You got a point. Like I'm like I'm not trying to disrespect Ramsey at all. What he's done for the business is amazing. He's put on phenomenal matches. He even had that weird storyline with Seth Rollins that they made work somehow. They did make it work. Uh, I found it weird, but they did make it work. Yeah. yeah like, but I mean, it's just toned how good he is and also how good Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is a very underrated man. Right. Like, okay. Well, do you think, okay, well, okay. But then that was his first world title reign. His second world title reign. Do you think his second world title reign was a little bit better then? Oh, what was the second one? Was it the one second, the one one hour match against Cena? No, the 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 first. No, 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 no. No, that was a WWE <laughs> title reign. His world heavyweight title reign was Wayne. His world heavyweight title reign. Uh, he they, there was that fatal four way where he ended up pinning Jack Swagger to become champion. And then he oh, dropped yeah. it. He dropped I it. I think at the, he he wrestled at the very next event, and then Kane cashed in money in the bank. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, like I I didn't remember that. That's kind of. Like his first one was all right, but like I'm saying, he was not. He shouldn't have had the belt at that point because literally they had built up Angle and Randy Orton so long that that's pretty much what everything was yeah. uh, centered around on the shows. Like he was a secondary, like member on his show that he was a champion of. Yeah. Like I can't remember most of his feuds either. <coughs> most of the most of Rey Mysterio's uh, feuds during that time. My yeah. favorite. Uh, so, well, not during that time, but my favorite Rey Mysterio feud uh, in WWE, uh, it's 1A1B, the feud he had with uh, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, great heel turn after the steel cage match? Yeah. Yes. And the feud he had with CM Punk. God, yeah, yes. that was a good one, too. Yeah. I think they thought... The Society. Yeah, I think the feud he had with Jericho was pretty good, too. Because they traded Ooh, Intercontinental Championship wins for about... Five months, the, yeah. The 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 the, the, uh, the gimmick that he had with Jericho that was. Um, I think his one against uh, Cody Rhodes was really good. The dash of Cody Rhodes, yeah. The face mask when he came out when he came out as Captain uh, Captain America for uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, but I mean, like, but there, like that to me, there will always be a little. Not discuss or anything, just like a distaste for for that title run because it wasn't like they wanted to push him for him. They pushed him for somebody else because they were going to give the title to Eddie anyways coming up to that year. Right, right, right. So match. So so the reasoning behind the match you're not a fan of, but the actual match, the match is decent. Um, it really is. Like his pacing was so much faster for Randy. like Randy Warren wasn't used to the pacing yet, and you could see him watch some stuff. Um, that's on Randy Orton for, I mean, he was still young, like 26 at that point, I think. No, he was, I mean, he was yeah. a little bit older than that, but yeah, I mean, him with, was he? I think he was, yeah. Cause he so was, did he come up to the, he was, he, 20, he, 21. he was 24 in 2004. Yeah, he was 24 in 2004. Cause that's when he beat, uh, Benoit to become the youngest world heavyweight champion in history. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So he was 26, 27. 26, 27, around that time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he hadn't really faced anybody that pace. Like, he hadn't really done lucha wrestlers at that point. No. no. Did they have anybody besides, like, Eddie, Chavo, and Ray? I mean, that? I mean, they had Super Crazy. They had Hoovy. 
Oh yeah, they had the super the Mexicals. Yeah, they had, the, they had the Mexicals. Yeah, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be scrubbed off the Peacock app. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into that at a different place. In time. <laughs> Gosh, they're gonna be taking out so much stuff, dude. The Attitude that's Era gonna... is not even gonna exist anymore. So much for the the Attitude Era. Like the thing is, people are saying that, but the Attitude Era was a a, a pretty good like hard PG thirteen. I mean, that'll be fine. Yeah, yeah I mean. But so I'm one of the the few weird ones that like going back and watching the Attitude Era was trash. Absolutely oh, yeah. was, terrible. It was like ninety five percent horrible, five percent good. But the five percent that was good is what we cared about. The five percent, right? Well, I mean, here's my thing. Like, I feel like the pay per views were way better than the TV shows um, because you actually uh... get to see more wrestling than you did. Just you know, god awful B movie bullshit that Vince Russo was writing, um, you know, because then again the matches themselves were you know being you know constructed by guys like Jim Cornette, Bruce Pritchard, Pat Patterson, you know guys like that. Um, like like it's as far as like Attitude Era, you know, you would have I mean you have what WrestleMania fourteen, WrestleMania fifteen, WrestleMania, WrestleMania fourteen to nineteen. And I mean the height of it, which it it kind of brought an end to the quote unquote attitude era at WrestleMania seventeen, you know. Uh, I think eighteen was so attitude era. Yeah, I think so. You think so? What what year yeah, was I, WrestleMania? I when Austin, when Austin, when Austin finally, when Austin turned heel at the end of seventeen. Yeah, was, I mean, eighteen still was attitude era. Was eighteen still attitude era? That was two thousand and. It was two thousand and. See, with wrestling it was two thousand and four. I mean, so, uh, I mean, uh, I mean uh, daily the attitude era once Rock and uh, Stone Cold left. To be honest, so WrestleMania yeah. nineteen would be yeah. The that's what I said. We're into eight nineteen. Yeah, because NWO quote unquote come to face the Rock. I mean, yeah, that, was, that, that was eighteen. So yeah, but yeah, then, but, also, but also at the same time, you I think it was kind of that start. It was almost like an end of one. I think the Rock uh, Austin match from seventeen. I'm sorry, from uh, nineteen. Was kind of like the end of an era match that Triple H and The Undertaker had in Hell in a Cell later on at 28. Yeah, so like, it says that the Attitude Era lasted all the way until 2002. Okay. So, 20... So that, would be, that would be... No, no, no. 21 was 2005. So, it would be... What year am I on? I'm looking it'd, at the wrong thing. It'd be, it'd be, 18? It'd be 18. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you, you guys are right. So, it'd be 18. Yeah. Because yeah, you, you could tell the switch... Like I said, once Hogan and... Pretty much the, I think the def, the the defining moment was WrestleMania 19 when Hogan and Rock left. Oh no, Hogan, Hogan, Rock, Hogan and uh, Stone Cold left. Pretty much. Yeah, because, because they were the la- like the real last two defining. I mean, Triple H was still around and Shawn Michaels too, but they had already moved on from their Attitude Era to the new versions of themselves. Pretty much. Right. But Stone Cold and Rock were still Stone Cold Rock. <laughs> yeah. And then they didn't even. I mean, really, the Rock wasn't even. Like Nation of Domination, Holly, rock. Holly, Hollywood rock, Hollywood rock, Hollywood rock. Yeah, it's Hollywood rock now. Remember that man pushed the hurricane. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He he pushed the hurricane. Hey, those I still got one of them bright ass lime green shirts in my closet right now. Okay, I'll rock that motherfucker when we do a video episode. Why? Because I Does want to. Because I want. Say <laughs> what you want about that. And that shirt was the shit. The Hamburglar and Grimace. I love that shirt. 
Love that shirt. Superhero in the training. Damn right. But, uh, <laughs> all right, Talon, are you going to tell us what your idea that we thought on the list are? <laughs> yeah. As since we, you know, since we went, since we've gone 40 minutes, 40 minutes of you gallivanting. Um, Oh, okay. <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I think the list, I mean, they picked some damn good matches, you know, for this list. Um, I like Brett and Stone Cold at 13. I thought it was a really great match. I wouldn't have it at my number one, uh, per se. Um, I mean, golly, I mean, how can you not go with Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, and Macho Man at number one? You know, I mean, that match solidified both guys as, you know, the workhorses of the company. Um, you know, the match itself, you know, just incredible, great storytelling between the two. Um, you know, the Chris Benoit, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, you know, triple threat, great build up to it with Chris Benoit winning the Rumble and then immediately jumping over, yeah, immediately jumping over to Monday Night Raw to, to, to say, I'm challenging Triple H for the title. Sean kicks him but signs the contract himself. And now Stone Cold's sitting there like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Um, and then leading it to the triple threat match, which completely, the match itself told such a great story within the story. It, they liked it so much, they redid it 10 years later at WrestleMania 30 with Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, and uh, Batista. So, you know, that's how that's how great of a story that it was. Um, I mean, I like all the matches on here. Are, those, those are the best ones, though, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Brett and Owen was such a great match. Um, you know, like, I honestly, it's still, I still to this day don't understand why they never looked at Owen Hart as championship material and not actually gave him an actual chance to run with the title. You know, I know oh, you I did at a house show. You could do the house. You, you can talk about the house yeah. show, but the how no, oh. hardly anybody knew about the house show thing when it happened, other than a handful of people who were there. So, you know, like I'm talking about like a legitimate run with the championship. You know, I think they were building that up right right before he died. Yeah, because I mean, uh, they were building up before Brett decided to spit in Vince McMahon's face. Yeah, but I still think that had Owen Hart not died tragically the way he did uh in 99 then um or was it 98 i'm sorry it was 99 because it was right it was after the over the edge it was, it, um, he died at the over over the edge pay-per-view right over the edge but it wasn't uh, over the edge 98 no it was 99 over the edge 98 he actually oh, yeah. wrestled uh it was him um it was him d'lo brown and the godfather against dx in 98 99 he was doing that boogered ass bullshit uh blue blazer gimmick and um, that was his yeah. original gimmick right but what i'm saying yeah. is that i mean it he took unnecessary risks that he didn't have to with the whole you know dropping in from the ceiling thing and now i know Shawn michaels did it and sting was doing it and blah 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 um and i mean and it was an accident and accidents happen but you know a lot of people believe that you know he shouldn't have even went back to that kind of deal. And that's a debate for a different discussion. Um, but man, he was such a good wrestler. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, but I, I believe he would have been the champion, uh, eventually had he not passed away in 99 for sure. I, oh yeah. I, would, I think so. Too. I would like to think that, but I mean, you, there, there have also been reports that Steve Austin, because he was champion or he was groomed. Yeah. He was champion at the time that he still held a grudge against Owen Hart for what happened to him in 97. 
when he uh dropped uh, he still neck. does to this day yeah Steve so, Austin, he'll uh he i mean he he'll tell you i i've heard you know plenty of interviews where you know he's like he's like i, I love owen but he said after that i never trusted him again yeah i mean it, it happens you know um yeah, and then obviously the the TLC match from seventeen. Just, I think most people what people remember most from that is Edge spearing Jeff Hardy while Jeff Hardy's hanging from the uh, the loop above the ring, and that whole thing just, yeah. Uh, oh, I remember. Well, yes, that, but I also remember Lita destroying Spike with a chair and then taking her shirt off and again three D right after that. <laughs> yes, right. In your horny little adolescent mind, you just remember the girl getting her shirt ripped off. <laughs> I remember the girl breaking a dude's face with a chair. <laughs> right. And then I think uh, Bubba Ray and Matt going through those four chairs after getting pushed off the ladder. Yeah, Matt missed one, so he landed awkwardly. Yeah. yeah. I think Matt has a bad, also, Matt has a bad habit of missing chairs or missing tables. Well, him and Christian both have issues like throwing going off because uh, Christian tore his groin when he fell awkwardly on the rope and he missed the rope and his leg caught the top of it as he fell to the ground. So like split when he was like pretty much landing on the ground. Right. Um, so yeah, he's got a lot of times where he's just missed the top rope completely. Yeah. Um, and then that was, I mean, golly, that was the one deal where, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, because Rhino was also involved in that thing too, and then that's when Spike yeah, Dudley hit speared. the yeah, yeah, and then Spike Dudley hit the damn. Uh, it was on Christian, I think, is when he did. he hit the slice of bread on Christian off the uh, April. Uh, the Dudley, the Dudley dog, the Dudley dog. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also remember when he tried to hit it on Christian, and Christian threw him to the tables. Yeah. Um, there's that um, Rhino boosting uh, edging Christian up on his shoulders up the ladder. Um, this is a lot. Devon taking the twist of fate from the ladder, top of the ladder. Yep. Just um, a lot of spots. I mean, that's it's a TLC match. It's going to be nothing but spots, pretty much. So. <laughs> right. Um. So, out of all, I mean, speaking of the crazy matches, how did you guys feel about the Mick Foley Edge match from twenty two? I mean, that one was insane. Uh, I mean, it was no uh, Mick Foley versus Randy Orton that backlash, but you know. no, no. But definitely, definitely, it solidified Edge's new character with the whole rated R. Make it kind, of, it, it kind of brought out a bit of a dangerous side in him, if you will. You know, like we are new. Yeah, but then they tried to do that. Go ahead. Yeah, but I was say then they did a spot like after that where McFoley is like, "Oh, this is the new hardcore champion," and then did literally nothing with that. Yeah, that like that, they, that, they yeah. try to make Edge more. They try to make him edgier. And then just cut it off. Like, it didn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, and, 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 I mean, the WrestleMania before he was in the first Money in the Bank. Let's talk about that for a second. Uh, the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match that took place at 21. I mean, Edge is the one that deserved to have won it. But you had Jericho in it, too, who, you know, you could have easily thought could have won it. Benoit, literally one year before he was the, he won the main event. So you thought he could have won it. Shelton but then Benjamin. they showcased Shelton Benjamin. Like, dude. <laughs> uh Kane was in it too. You can, you know, anytime he can always at any moment win a title. Um, Christian was kind of almost an afterthought in this one, though. You know, well, like, this, he didn't really do much in this match. Other than this doing was, a few spots with Edge, and that's it. Twenty-one was what year was it? Twenty two thousand five. 
five. So it was the year before he left for TNA. Um, so he was already he had already had Tomko, so he was sort of doing the instant classic gimmick in WWE, but wasn't calling it that. Right. Um, I mean, he was sort of going up. They they were sort of building him, but not good enough yet. Um, but no, like I, I loved I loved the Money in the Bank idea. I think they should have just kept it as a one match a year thing instead of having a whole pay per view for it, which is I mean, it's stupid in my idea. Um. And instead of having it for two brands, I hate it when they did that for years. Right. Uh, just have one guy and you know, know where, which, where he's going to use it, when he's going to cash in or anything. Like, that's the whole point. Like, right. Like, right. It's which, supposed which, to be good. Which now they're, they're kind of doing that anyway now with the golden case is that you can do it on any show now again. Well, that's because, yeah, that's because they're, they, they finally went away from doing the split brands and only doing it for your brand thing, which was, was so dumb. Like, that, like I said, it shouldn't be a pay per view. It should literally be. They should. They, if they want to do one for the girls, that's fine. Do one for the girls, but do one for the girls, one for the guys only. That's it. Right. Right. And actually put in people there that you can, can think about who can win instead of having got like five jobbers in one main event or dude. I honestly think they need to make it to where like I feel like if you've never been a champion of any sort, like you should have an opportunity because that that's your quote unquote opportunity to showcase what you can do. And I think if that incentive was to take place, that people would actually give a fucking butt about it more, because then then they'll wonder, okay, well, who's who's going to be the next guy? You know, that's going to be. Yeah, but then then you get that situation. You get that situation where you put it on somebody, you know, who you think can be up there, and they shit the bed. I mean, like Jack Swagger, or uh, Mr. Kennedy. Yeah, but he got hurt, and he was also being blamed for "quote unquote" injuring or in Cena. I mean, Damian Sandow. Damian Sandow should have won the title. I agree. I agree. But like, I think it, that's it, another it, burial. It, another it, Cena burial. Yeah, that's definitely a Cena burial. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, why even put the fucking belt on? Why even give give him the fucking uh, briefcase if you weren't going to let him do anything? Which I, you know. Well, the same thing they did with Otis. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, well, that. But also, I mean, th- that was a different. I mean, I think the money. I think they just needed a reason to get the Money in the Bank title, or the Money in the Bank briefcase, like out of this, out of the situation before Mania. I think, you know. But you know, it is what it is with that. Um. But Chip, you've been r- r- real quiet, bro. <laughs> you okay? Uh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> He's just listening. He's just listening. He even we were like, okay, he's wrong about this. Roger's wrong about that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, and I mean, honestly, all these matches on here, with the exception of maybe a couple of them, are definitely worthy of being in the top twenty-five. Um, I do think that there is some recency bias in this particular one, um, but I understand. Like the, well, I mean, obviously, anything from like thirty-five to like. 32 i guess uh would be quote unquote recent but which i mean like really the only one that's like the i think the latest edition that's on the latest one that's on here is uh kofi versus uh daniel bryan which was such which, which is a damn good match um and i find it interesting the blurb that they have for this particular entry says you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain as harvey dent uttered in the modern classic uh the dark knight about how Daniel Bryan, you know, basically turned into a corrupt champion, and then Kofi came in because I mean that match in and of itself 
was so much more than just a championship title match. You know, um, that match. It was the, uh, I mean, it's a cultural win. Yeah. That's why it's so it, it, up. up yeah, that's yeah, why it's so higher. Definitely, definitely win for the culture. Um, you know, to, and to see, you know, former, you know, wrestlers in WWE, like, you know, saying like, yo, man, if there's anybody deserved it more, they can't think of anybody. Kofi was the one that, you know, deserved it, you know. Um, and then one that's on the list, and I know there's a lot of people that shit on it, um, but it's a match that sparked me wanting to be involved with wrestling, and it's Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels at 12, the Iron Man match. Um, that match was, you know, it was a, it was, I'm going back and watching it now. It was, it's a, dra- it's a, it's a drag to get through because, you know, it was, I mean, it, I don't think it's a very good match. I mean, in hindsight, it's not. With the Sean, Sean Bret Hart? Yeah. I mean, it's the just Iron a long Man match. I, I, like, I understand, like, the whole feud build up and everything, but it was just a match to be a match. It was a long, like, yeah, it was I a mean, long It didn't match. need to be, it didn't need to be an Iron Man match. I mean, there's been Iron Man matches that, I mean, remember when uh, Kurt Angle and Lesnar had the one on SmackDown? Like, yeah, some of them can be good. Yeah, but that was just a match to be like they just dragged it out. Like they it did. did not need to be sixty minutes. Then ended. Then ended. Brett walks out. Oh no no no! Walk in, restart, super kick. When like it's not like shut up. Like stop being stupid. <laughs> um, she just had like a regular match. Yeah, that that was. I mean, yeah, we can say all this now in hindsight, but I mean. In 1996, you know, I'm a 10-year-old kid. No, I'm not even a 10-year-old. I'm, I'm a 9-year-old kid. I'm, this has not even been my birthday yet, you know. And I'm, I'm a 4-year-old. Say what now? <laughs> you were 4? I was 4 years old. Oh, God. Actually, I was 3 turning 4 that year. There you go. Um, <laughs> I don't so, even think I was watching wrestling at that point. <laughs> I don't think you was really watching anything, actually. Um, but, yeah. I mean, uh, my that, cartoons, bro. Yeah. The, yeah well, there you go. Um, no, like I wanted to watch, like that was my whole thing is that I really wanted to see Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels in this, this match. And my mom said, you know, like, all right, well, I'll order, I'll order the, the pay-per-view for you, but you still got to go to church that night. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. I can just sit there and not worry about it. And she goes, oh no, 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 no. I'm going to give you a quiz and I'm going to see how much you paid attention. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, so now you got to pay attention in church. So we went to church, paid attention. Little did I know she already ordered the event. You know, I guess she was just testing me or whatever. Um, but watch that whole thing. Now the, 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 the event itself that had some other matches on, they had, it had, um, Undertaker versus Diesel on it. Um, it had, um, Savio Vega versus, uh, Steve Austin. Um, it had, they, they opened the show with Jake, the snake Roberts, Razor Ramon and Ahmed Johnson versus Vader, Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. That and then they had Roddy Piper and Goldust do their whole deal. It was it was actually like during they they used like OJ Simpson footage of him in the white white Bronco. <laughs> like, you guys remember that? I do. Wait, hold on. What did you say? He started the match or the show? It was Vader, Owen, and Davy Boy against Jake the Snake, Ahmed Johnson, and I think it was Razor Ramon. It may have been. Didn't they have a? Didn't they have a? Tag title match before that? Ooh. Wasn't the Godwins the opener? That was the uh, that was the uh, that was a free for all. That was like it was like it was the Godwins and uh oh, and Zip, okay. Yeah. 
That yeah, was actually okay. I thought that was a, I thought that was actually a yeah. That was the free for all match uh, right before oh. WrestleMania. Yeah. So. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. The That's WrestleMania twelve card is trash. Um... <laughs> <laughs> who did uh, was Shawn Michaels' manager? Jose Lothario? Jose Lothario. Yokozuna. That's who it that? was. Okay. Yeah, because it was right after Yoko when Vader had their little thing. Yoko unfortunately had had. Uh, uh, they had to put Yoko in a match in a, in a tag match because they actually were going to build up between Vader versus Yoko Zuna, but that's when Yoko was having his health problems. Yeah, um, Jose Lothario is actually the guy who uh, trained Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. <sighs> then you have a uh, oh. Can we talk about the greatest match of all time? Ultimate Warrior versus Hunter Holmes, where he literally kicks out of the pedigree. I don't even know. He he didn't kick out. He he just hit it and he got up from it. Just there was no pin or no. Oh yeah, he didn't even there was nothing. Now oh, depending yeah. on what now depending on uh, the timeline of which time you asked Triple H, this was either the worst thing that ever happened to him or it was a great learning experience. Yeah, the learning experience was don't ever work with Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> but right. they also had that amazing Roddy Piper Gold Dust Hollywood back uh, backlot brawl. Hey, I'm not toting that this at the great. great I'm not toting it no. the greatest WrestleMania ever. I'm just saying. I mean, you. I, I feel bad that you made your mom pay for this event. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about my mom, motherfucker. <laughs> Man. I'm going to tell my mom. She's going to kick your ass. <laughs> no. But no, the, the reason why I wanted this pay-per-view was because I wanted to see the Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart match. You know, and as a nine-year-old kid watching this, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of this business at that point. I didn't even give a shit. I just wanted to watch, you know, Shawn Michaels win the title, you know. And, you know, it happens, and then I was like, oh, man, that's, you know, it's great. And that, that's when I look back at my mom, and I say, hey, mom, one day I want to do this, you know. And then a year and a half later, I watch Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio at Halloween Havoc 97, and... I look back at my mom and I say, mom, I'm going to do this, you know? So it went from, I want to, to I'm going to, you know, and that's when it started. That's when the spark, you know, like if this mat, if this, if this particular match at WrestleMania 12, that was the spark and the Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero match from Halloween Havoc was what exactly like was the fire, the fire moment. Like it just lit on fire at that point. Um, but, and then you also have, uh, Oh shit, my computer just froze. Can you, you guys there? Yeah. All right, yeah, sweet. You're good. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> no, I, I worry about this because this computer is still on the fritz over some dumb shit. Uh, God, that my, I can't wait for my computer to get, my new computer to get here. But anyway, um, and then here's I mean, a match that we had talked about previously um, the Hollywood Hogan uh, rock match from 24. I'm uh, sorry, from uh, 18. I'm sorry, it's number 24 on the list, number uh, from 18. Um, definitely a passing of the torch moment uh, in wrestling, which I guess is the significance of it being on the list. Is this the significance of it instead of being just like because like what we talked about, it wasn't like the best technical match, but it was definitely a match that was you know worthy of you know being the list because of the impact that it had. You know, so but out of out of all these, I mean. Forget about just these particular matches. I mean, is there any is there any other match 
that didn't make the that, that you may have thought was great that also didn't make the list? Any other ones? Oh, well, I guess those, those women matches I included. Yeah, those women's matches. Um, I, I also was a huge fan of the uh, CM Punk versus Rey Mysterio match from twenty. 25? No, 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 it was 26. Yeah, you're right, 26. Yeah, for 26. Uh, I, I I think that's probably one of the most underrated WrestleMania matches. Um, just the story going into that match and everything. So I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then the fact that, you know, they, they also showcased uh, Serena Deeb and... Um, Luke Gallows, you know, they were able to to showcase those two as well. Right. Um, <clears throat> but <clears throat> uh, final question for the night. If you had to, to list your your personal top five WrestleMania matches, and they don't have to be in any particular order, what are they? The What do you think are the five best WrestleMania matches? I'll uh, start. Yeah, so go you ahead. You guys have time to think. Okay, well, hold on real quick. Um, yes. On this list, um, do you guys think that Undertaker versus Orton should be on this list? Um, I thought the match was good, but I definitely think other uh, Undertaker matches were better. I think. I think other. I, mean, I think there was other matches on that card that were just as good. That was a stacked card. WrestleMania twenty one was a stacked card. Um. Uh, was it stacked though? For the time, I mean, you had Batista versus Triple H, Cena versus JBL, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle, the Money in the Bank match, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. That was a pretty solid card. That Mania. Yeah, Rocky Bono and Big Show. Okay, I said okay one. <laughs> Okay, you got me with the Akibono, okay? Anyway. Uh, Hulk Hogan coming out and uh, saving Eugene from Muhammad Hassan and Davari. Piper's Pit with Carlito and Steve Austin. Under, yeah, like... <laughs> uh, just take to the match. The, <laughs> the 30-man 30, the 30 battle royale at the beginning of it. Where Booker T won. Right. Yeah. Did they really do a bad world before we Mania now? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Huh. I've never really noticed that, to be honest. That way it gave them a chance to be, you know, seen, you know. I understand that, but at that point, like, just give us better matches. Like, why are you going to do this to these guys? I get that you want them all, like, they worked hard for the year, get them their match and all, but it's, Give them matches, like actual matches. They're doing yeah. two nights now, so might as well. I th- see. That's what see, and that's why why I think they're going two nights. I honestly, I've been, you know, saying that they should have been gone. This is the last hundred twenty matches. Yeah, they should have. They should have went to two this nights. This year is the last hundred. Like... Are they doing it? So yeah, but the, I'm saying, yeah, next year they're not. Yeah. Yeah, the next two years they're not. At least they haven't announced two days. They've always said one day. Well, I mean, right. Well, well, NXT NXT's next event, Stand and Deliver, is also going to be a two night event. Two night, mm-hmm. yeah. But NXT should always have a two night event. <clears throat> oh, <God>. Yes, <laughs> NXT is definitely the better 
every year anyways. Yeah, They're, they got a lot. I mean, hopefully next week we never, we'll get to that next here in the next minute. Go ahead, Chip. I, we didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Um, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, uh, just, you know, my personal top five WrestleMania matches, um, Steamboat and Savage from WrestleMania 3, Shawn Michaels Undertaker from 25. I thought the first one was better than the second one. The second one had more implications to it, but I thought that the the 25 match was better than 26. Um, I would also throw in the Benoit, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, uh, Triple Threat match. Um, probably Shawn and Kurt from 21. I thought that was really, really good. And then, uh, it would be a toss-up for me between Sean and Jericho from 19 or Punk and Mysterio from 26. Uh, okay. So, that's my five. All right. Um, Roger, if you want to go. Uh, sure. My number one, um, Steamboat Savage, um, they that match pretty much created like the full tension of false finishes. Yes. Uh, like there was a million of them, but each one, like, oh, this has to be it. Oh no, this one has to be it. This like they actually created the true tension with false finishes. Um, number two for me, um, is for me is uh, Eddie versus Angle, um. Obviously, Eddie Grills my my favorite of all time, um, and I was glad that he had this moment. Um, and if he hadn't unfortunately passed, the very next two years from then, he would have had another chance to do it again. Um, I believe at least. Then Benoit, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, they that story of build up and the story they told during the match was great on itself. Um, and Benoit reaching the top over. Literally the two, like, guys at the time, um, for me was amazing. Made me cry, and then Eddie Guerrero coming out there made it just even more. Yep, tearful. Uh, um, <laughs> then, um, obviously my next one has to be Undertaker and Giant Gonzalez. Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> About to the screen on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh no it's obviously uh Molina versus Alicia Fox uh, that was at Wrestlemania no <laughs> he's joking again oh lord I swear to god if, even... if, you, if you put if you, dude I swear to god if you put Goldberg Brock Lesnar up in this motherfucker I swear to god. Goldberg versus Lesnar 2 was amazing it was better than the first one yeah that's the first one the first one was <laughs> shit anyway go ahead go ahead what's the next uh, two what's your next two uh, number four for me probably has to be um, Stone Cold versus Rog at seventeen. Um, I, like the whole builder for that one was really great too. Um, really wasn't sure. Like obviously Stone Cold was the top baby and the Rock top heel. Didn't really know who was going to win that one until you know Swerve Swerve out of nowhere. Right. Um, 
people don't really like that. I mean, we talked about it. Like, I it it, it didn't really make sense because Stone Cold, no, but Nick, you couldn't turn Stone Cold heel no matter what they tried. It didn't work. But I I know what they were going for. Um, and then for me, um, number five, oof, number five, probably. Uh, mm, this is hard. This is harder to break down to five like this. Yeah. Um. For me, Undertaker versus Punk probably is number five. Um, I mean, obviously CM Punk was coming off uh, the best title run that we had seen in forever. Um, unfortunately, had a job out to The Rock, which was stupid. Um, didn't even get his rematch at WrestleMania, which he should have gotten technically. Um, but the whole storyline of CM Punk stealing the urn and disrespecting the urn, playing on the bringing back the fact that people forgot that the urn was actually his source of power right yeah uh like that was so good and literally um just how like literally the this the turn they had from i mean he was the top baby for like the year and a half before that right and even though they tried to heal against the rock he was not heal against the rock people still cheer for him um but then just like he was a full heel at this point like he had made himself full heel for all the ways he respected Undertaker, even dumping the urn on him, all the ashes on him. Mm. Like it was just so great. And then obviously Punk and Undertaker put on one of the best matches ever, in my right. opinion. Um tur- literally turning the GTS uh into a tombstone. Like a very smooth transition for them. Yeah. It was obviously the best match on that WrestleMania in my opinion too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what was that? That was twenty nine, right? Yeah. 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 The uh Undertaker, <laughs> I mean, Undertaker uh Cena and Rock Two. Yeah. I believe twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember much about that card, honestly. <laughs> uh I mean I can pull it up real quick. No, no, it's, all good. it's all good. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh for me. I think number one is obvious. It's fucking um, Macho Man versus Ricky Steamboat. I mean, that's how can you not say that's not the greatest match in WrestleMania history? It was fucking amazing. Number two for me, um, probably Chris Benoit um, and uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H in the Triple Threat match. Oh, no. What? Oh, no, what? What's going on? It cut uh out again at the hour ten mark. <laughs> are you still are you are you are you up? Can you hear us shit? I'm up. Oh yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay, cool. All right, we're good. Sweet. Hey, okay, cool. <laughs> Let's keep going. Um <laughs> all right. No, um that's number number two. Number three, um I'm gonna go with the TLC match from uh, WrestleMania seventeen between the Dudleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian. Um just beautifully chaotic it was just an amazing match all the way around just it was the it was at the height of the you know it was at the at the height of of what the attitude era was and it was it was just so beautifully done a brilliantly executed um another match that i really really loved and really really enjoyed uh for number four um 
Owen Hart and Bret Hart at 10 was, was, it was, was such a good match technically. And it was just like, you could tell that both guys wanted it more for each other than themselves, which I think always makes it great. Number five, ugh. number five, I'm probably, Ooh, God, number the fifth one is always the toughest one. Um, uh, it, to me, it would be a it would be a toss up between Brett and Austin at thirteen, and Triple H and Undertaker at the end of the era Hell in a Cell match. Based on the storytelling aspect of that match alone, um, you know, like there was several times I remember watching. Remember all of us over at uh, Johnny Rock's house watching it, and there were there were at least three or four different times when we thought it was over and it was like, holy shit, you know, um, like to me, that match was incredible. And I still think that the, uh, the double turn between Austin and Steve Austin, uh, Austin and uh, Bret Hart, that whole dynamic of them two, cause they had such good chemistry in the ring with each other. Probably. I mean, when I think of Stone Cold Steve Austin's greatest opponents, I think of, the rock i think of fucking bret hart you know like like those are the first two names that you know come to my mind when i think of like and vince mcmahon obviously is his greatest rival you know and it's not even they didn't even get physical 90 percent of the rivalry you know in terms of like actual matches go hell austin would stun him every week if they if, if, if it got popped rating you know um but yeah i would say those are that's mine so Hopefully, in a later edition of uh, something about sports, we can talk about some of the worst matches. <laughs> I don't know that might that that might actually be a shorter list. Well, hell, that might even be a longer list. Hell, who? Knows? Uh, uh, it might be a longer list. Uh, most of those horrible matches are WrestleMania twenty nine. I can give you a rundown of that one if you want, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> uh, so we start with um, the Shield yeah, against pulled up already. Yep, the Shield versus Sheamus, Big Show, and Orton. Where shocker, Big Show turned heel again. Oh no! Um, next, Mark Henry versus Ryback. Oh, where Rybor couldn't pick up Mark Henry. Oh God, I remember that. Yeah. Um, then we get a good match: Team Hell No versus uh, Ziggler and Big E Langston. That was actually good. Um, fourth match: the in-ring debut of Fandango, where he. I understand Jericho's frustration in this because why would he have jobbed out to him in his debut match at WrestleMania just for them not to push him? What time? I wouldn't call it a job. I mean, he he lost the match, but just because you lose a match, don't mean you do the job. To me, a job is when you don't get any offense whatsoever. And that's a squash. No, nah, there's there's a difference between the squash and a. Okay, is there a difference between a squash and a drop and a job? So what? So what, yeah. so what? So what's the job? Just losing to somebody without there being any reasoning behind it? Yeah, isn't yeah. that what the job is? Yeah, that's doing the favor. No, if you, doing a favor is putting over a guy that you want to work with because <laughs> you actually like the person. But doing the job for somebody is you just taking the L for no reason. They they actually Jericho talked about this on a on a bust just bust not just busted op, busted open radio almost why the hell I say just busted uh, <laughs> I don't know what you think about over there sir but probably because I got an old just busted magazine sitting in this, no um 
but um, but he was frustrated about the whole thing. And he asked the Undertaker, he goes like, what do you think I should do? Undertaker looked at him and said, do the match. Like he was almost confused as to why he's like, well, he's, he's it's like, dude, who fucking cares? Just do the match. I mean, hell, it's not like Fandango didn't get super fucking over after the fact. Or he, hell, he was even over before the match. He was over before that, but right. then they didn't push him because Vince McMahon doesn't understand men that aren't masculine. Like, okay, Vince, exactly. we get it. You you have a hard on for bodybuilders. We can we get that, but that's why I'm so that's why I'm okay with uh, Brizongo going back to NXT because oh yeah, uh, they're so good. They're so good and so under underused in WWE. You talking about him and uh, Tyler Breeze? Yeah, they're yeah, still, I mean, they're underused still in NXT, in my opinion. I mean, they gave them the title, and they do, do that to transition, but they still let them be Imperium. Yeah. That's true. But then they, then they, so, then they how long did they keep them before they dropped them to Birch and uh, Lord? Like a month? 56 well, couple, days. Oh, uh, two months? Okay. Yeah. Oh, close to two months. Yeah, they had a couple of title defenses. They actually did let them actually show off. I mean, Triple H loves Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Um, next match after that one, um, Del Rio versus Swagger. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but that was a setup for the money. That that was a setup to probably one of the biggest reactions ever to a cash in, in my opinion. When Ziggler cashed the, in. the other double hit, uh, double turn, the other double turn, which really wasn't even really a turn. And I think his title, his title reign would have lasted a whole lot longer. Had Jack Swagger not kicked him in the face and gave him a concussion. I mean, you're right about that, but I, I mean, it was a double turn between right. uh, Del Rio and Ziggler. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because Del, Del Rio was, I don't understand how they ever thought Del Rio could be a baby face. I don't, like, he just has the kind of face you want to hit. Yeah. Um, next match is was CM Punk and Undertaker, which was a great match. Um, Triple H going over Lesnar for no reason. Um, and then. Lost Triple H. Yeah. I agree. Then Cena beating Cena beating The Rock. Such a yeah great event, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> the pre-show was the Miz and Bad News Barrett. Yeah, or the Miz beat. Barrett with a figure four leg lock. Yeah, and then the Miz lost it the very next night. Yeah. I didn't even remember that was on there. Well, there you go. Oh, yep. geez. Wade Barrett should have... Uh, he should have uh, just... Like, nah, I ain't taking this L today. <laughs> <laughs> right? But yeah, WrestleMania 29. Great WrestleMania. Yeah. Who said it was a great WrestleMania? No, I'm just saying like it was, uh, it was my sarcasm. Okay, because you remember you said you couldn't remember the matches on that I one. Could, That's probably the only, the only two. Yeah, the only two <laughs> matches I remember was Punk and uh, Punk and Take Taker it. and Rock and Cena. That was it. That was yeah, only two matches. That's probably remember. why. <laughs> oh, I, I totally, I totally forgot about the whole. Uh, I thought, I thought for whatever reason, I thought that was at thirty. It wasn't at thirty. Uh, Jericho and uh, Fandango wasn't at thirty. Um, I like to be honest, like the fact that like that happened at twenty nine and that thirty, neither one of them doing anything. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy to me because thirty. I mean, thirty was a thirty was thirty was really good. Thirty was a good card, but 
definitely better than 29. Yeah, it's definitely better than 29. Which, I mean, some people can even say 31 was, in recent memory, the one better than 30. Um, well, I mean, that's not do. I mean. Yeah. And then 32 sucked. Everybody, everybody said 32 sucked. Which, you know, they had the, the, the Intercontinental title match, ladder match at the beginning of the show. And then they had AJ versus Jericho. First, sir, first of all, don't skip the fact that Hulk Hogan came out and said the Silver Dome. Yeah, I said Silver Dome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to talk about all the good parts so of Mania. At 30? No, 31. Yeah. No, 32. Uh, 32. Yeah. I mean, you had Kalisto versus Ryback first. Oh, the, Ryback. Yeah. Team Total Divas versus Team Bad and Blonde. The 10 women tag match second. The Bad Usos, and Blonde. Yeah. Uh, it was Emma, Lana, Naomi, Summer Rae, and Tamina. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the third match was the Usos versus the Dudley Boys. Which is a good match. Yep. Uh, then the fourth match was the uh, Intercontinental Ladder Match. You had Zack Ryder, Kevin Owens, Ziggler, The Miz, Sami Zayn, Sin Cara, and Stardust. Yeah. Which was more... That's the one Zack Ryder won. Yeah, right? that yes. that blows my mind. Everyone was like, I was watching like, I'm weird. Sometimes I get on YouTube and I watch like the reaction videos, and it was live reaction of WrestleMania 32, and the one guy said, "Dude, I, we all I think we all know Zack Ryder's not winning this one, man. They it's going to be the Miz or it's going to be Kevin Owens. It's not going to be Ryder." Yeah, one guy said, "Dude, if Zack Ryder wins, I'll shave my head bald right here now," and they, they were like, "Okay, yeah, whatever." Zack Ryder won, and the dude's just like frozen. They're all frozen in shock. And then this, you see this one guy kind of leave, and he brings back with an electric razor blade saying, all right, let's go. And he's like, no, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm fucking kidding. I'm like, no, motherfucker, you made a bet. Do it. You know, and he was like, shit. So the guy ended up shaving his head because Zack Ryder won at fucking WrestleMania. But anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, then the fifth match was Jericho versus Styles. It was, really good it was very good. Yep. The sixth match was the League of Nations, which was Del Rio, Rusev, and Sheamus. Yeah, because Barrett was outside injured. Yep. And they defeated the New Day. The New Day that were dressed as Super Saiyans. Yeah, Don't forget right. that. I still feel uh, like they should have won. They should have went over in that one. The seventh match was Brock Lesnar defeating Dean Ambrose in a no holds barred street fight. Which I don't even remember to build up to that. Like, why was Ambrose? To give Man. to give him and to give him and uh, Lesnar something to do, pretty much. Yeah, but why? Like, why? Why was it Ambrose? Because it wasn't a title match. Uh. Uh-uh. uh Nope. Uh. Then you had Charlotte uh, versus Becky Lynch and Sasha. Very uh, good match. Then you had Undertaker versus uh, Shane McMahon and Hell in a Cell, where uh, Shane almost killed himself. Yep. Uh. <laughs> Then you had Baron Corbin won the um, Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal. Yippee. Uh, 11 was The Rock defeating Eric Rowan in, in a six match. In six Super fucking squash seconds. Match. Yep. That's a squash match. Yeah, that's a squash and, match. And then uh, the main event was Roman Reigns defeating Triple H to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And the boos haven't stopped. No, I mean, the booze. Uh, I mean, yeah, most people are cheering for him now. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. That's the one, was that the one where 
No, that was Rollins. Never mind. I was like, isn't that the one where Stephanie got thrown into the table? But that was that was, that was Rollins. Rollins. No, this is right. the one where uh, he spears the shit out of her. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And she grimaced right out. Like as soon as as soon as he, they hit and rolled, he's selling. She laid there, and the way that the picture was taken, or the way that the screenshot was captured, it looked like she was smiling, and it looked like he was in pain. <laughs> and there was a, they made a meme about it as like what happens when she's satisfied but you're weak as shit or something along those lines. So, but anyway, I have to find the movie. Right, well, so, but anyway, I think, the, I think that was a uh, a lot about what we consider good great matches. Around. I mean, there's probably some we're forgetting. I mean, yeah, obviously we're forgetting. Um, like I said, uh, forgot Undertaker versus Big Show and uh, A Train. You know, yeah. need to put that one on the list. Well, shit. Hey, um, <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna, yeah, I mean, if we're gonna do it, hell, I mean, hell, fuck, I didn't even talk about the fucking Kurt Angle Chris Benoit match from seventeen either. That should be up there too, as honorable. Yeah, look at you either. dropping the ball. Yeah, All right. We're always dropping the ball here on Movement Radio. <clears throat> but anyway, um, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning into this edition of Something About Sports, another WrestleMania week. And if I'm not mistaken, next week. We are getting ready for our WrestleMania predictions that we are going to be discussing. Hopefully, by then, the card will be all set up and taken care of. And hopefully, we'll see yep. who's going to win. Um, next weekend we is, or next week uh, will be our uh, WrestleMania prediction show. Correct. Yeah. We originally was going to do a WrestleMania prediction show last year. Um, we did a Royal Rumble prediction last year and not a uh, wrestlemania unfortunately due to covid it kind of d- put a damper on a lot of everything um but you know now that we have the ability to you know talk through t- this you know technical technology we're able to do that so um thank you guys for tuning in this episode chip anything you want to say before we get out of here tonight check out movementradio.us that is literally your one-stop shop for all things movement radio also, if you happen to be listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps with the algorithm. doesn't cost you anything, and it doesn't make us any money. It just helps to better get our content out to more listeners. So if you like what you hear, please leave us that five-star review. Thank you. Chip. Uh, also, Roger, anything uh, you've got going on over the <laughs> Patreon channel? I mean, simple, just a dollar a month. You know, goes a long way, helps us out. Um, we got some great content. Uh, we're going to continue the rap rewind uh, saga of Eminem. Um, obviously, battle topics going on there. Uh, you know, just mosey on over there, donate a dollar, and get to hear everything before you know they drop on actual other stuff. I I think we still haven't even dropped anything. Nope. Yet have we? Nothing, Nothing. yet. No. It's all exclusive to Patreon. Yes. Yep. Hopefully, you guys are. Uh, take time out of your busy schedules and uh, go check that out. Also yeah, give a couple did, of shout outs. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What? Real quick. We, we did give you guys a, a sneak peek at what we're doing with the rap. We want rewind. Uh, we released the first episode of it um, on all major podcasting platforms. Um, all future episodes of rap rewind will be exclusive to the Patreon channel. Uh, like Roger said, a dollar a month gets you access there. 
Absolutely. Um, a couple of shout outs before we get out of here tonight. Shout out to my good buddy, Sean Thompson over at Thompson Personal Training. If you sign up for three months, you get the fourth month absolutely free if you say Movement Radio sent you. Shout out to our good friends, Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. And shout out to my boy, Ivan, aka Unleashed Demon. Check out his Twitch channel. He's got a lot of cool content up there. Um, thank you guys again so much for all the love and support you guys have given us uh, on the podcast. And uh, we thank you guys, and hopefully we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Something About Sports. Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, click that bell to get notified of our latest videos, patreon.com, movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. I'm your host, Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan. Pshh.